Hello, everybody. This is Raul Ramirez with the Catch Wrestling Alliance. So we help you to elevate your grappling skills so that together we can keep real wrestling alive. Thank you very much for joining us wherever you are joining us from, whether you're watching on our YouTube channel or um, if you're watching on Twitch or listening to our podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Uh, let's go ahead and kind of get started with uh, any any kind of uh, updates and stuff. So uh, unfortunately, this quarter at UCLA, there's no grappling classes just because of the we had like the surge in COVID and all that. So they canceled all the grappling stuff, but I'm still teaching the kickboxing class. So um, I want to say that the, the kickbox, my kickboxing class, uh, well, basically they allowed the striking classes to go on because uh, you don't necessarily have to, you know, grapple with each other. You can be hitting pads and doing kind of like drills. We are not uh, really hanging on to each other too much. So that's why uh, they can they allowed those classes. But amongst all those striking classes, so like different styles of kickboxing, karate, boxing, and stuff like that, my my sanda class was the most popular class. So uh, they had to uh, have it. Right, so so that was good. So hopefully, uh, as everything dies down, um, then we can continue with having grappling classes there again. Right, so that's that's going to be the goal, or having catch wrestling classes back there again, because uh, you know I'm sure they're definitely going to have jujitsu and whatnot. Um, so hopefully that'll be back in spring quarter. So any if there's any UCLA students there, uh, feel free to enroll in the class i guess they also have this really cool thing called um with the all-inclusive pass so you can uh try all the different martial arts you can basically go to any martial arts class you want to uh, go to and uh so you can try all the different things they have because that's that um was the goal of ucla martial arts it's like it's it's, its own department now um their goal was to have uh, like the widest variety of martial arts available for um, students in any gym in the country, right? So I guess there was, I think, one university in Indiana, actually. It's kind of interesting because you don't necessarily think of Indiana um, for like like having all these different types of martial arts, but um, their school gym uh, like has a wide variety of different martial arts classes to take. And I guess it is like mandatory for them to be taking uh, martial, not sorry, martial arts classes, but taking these uh, workout classes and stuff. So um, that's why, that's why they, um, that's why they have it. Right. And so I believe that the guy who's in charge of UCLA martial arts, uh, I think he was either from there or he knows all about their their program at their university. So he wants UCLA to uh, to beat them, basically, like to be the number one uh, martial arts uh, program in universities uh, in the United States. And if not the world, really, because, um, you know, because we have such a wide variety. We have like several like karate styles and stuff, or at least several Japanese martial arts. Um, but they all seem to be, they all seem to be some sort of karate. And of course we have like, uh, you know, tradition, we have like ninjutsu and, uh, uh, cause that's the class that starts after mine. Um, and then we have, uh, all, all kinds of things. Then we had sumo there. I don't know if it, it's there now. Well, probably not now cause it's like a grappling style, but, um, all kinds of things, you know, boxing, Muay Thai and whatnot. So we have like the popular ones plus a lot of really obscure ones, which, uh, I think is great. 
And um, so that's why, you know, I'm doing uh, Sanda and catch wrestling there. So hopefully uh, we can do it again next, uh, you know, next quarter in the, in the spring. All right. Um, so I think that's kind of like the main, the main thing. So besides UCLA, I'm also still teaching at Fight Science MMA uh, in Los Angeles. It's this area called Mid-City. So if you can guess, uh, it means that it's kind of around the middle of Los Angeles. <laughs> so, um, so, so, so there. So it's on Thursdays in the evening. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and get to uh, the main, the main topic. So we just basically have to, um, like, it, it's really, this is one of the myths that we have to kind of dispel. And I think it's kind of, it kind of shows uh, what, like, kind of like, like, if someone says this, at least to me, it kind of shows, like, what level they're at, right, in their understanding of grappling. Um, so, like, quite often, we maybe we'll post a video and, um, like like a, a short video or like you know on our youtube channel or even on our instagram and stuff like that and so in wrestling uh turning your back to someone is actually the defensive position so you can say like in uh, jujitsu terminology that's kind of almost kind of like pulling guard because there's a lot of there's a lot more things you can do uh from like a, a more old or we call it referee's position there's a lot more things you can do from that position, even including escaping, right? It's a, it's a lot when you put someone into power because if you're uh, with your back to the mat, uh, then uh, you have to fight against um, It's a little bit easier to actually stand back up and to escape uh, your legs underneath you, you know, even if they have your back. wrestling so even in amateur wrestling the olympic style uh even the united states collegiate style the folk style stuff um, that's why you'll see people go to that that position and not pull guard so the other the other reason is because you can lose by pin but beyond getting pinned um it, there's so much it's it's almost like more advantageous to to go to that referee's position or like kind of the turtle-like position than to uh, go to go to your back, right? So this is one of the things that we were kind of talking about last week. So for those of you guys, um, let's oh, let me see. It's good. Uh, someone's saying, someone is saying the mic is acting weird. All right, is it okay? It, it's on. Is it, is it sounding all right? Is it sounding okay? Hopefully, maybe I'm just moving it around. Or my hopefully my cat's not messing everything up. He's walking around a lot. Uh, okay, so um, oh now is now the microphone okay? Or like now it is, or now it's fine, or now it's. Okay. All right. I'll stay close to it. <laughs> um, actually, I can also do this. All right. So I might, I might sound too loud. Let me know if I sound too loud. Uh, I'm going to stand back from it. <laughs> okay. 
So, so what we're saying here is that giving your back is not a bad thing, right? It's actually a myth to think that giving your back is a bad thing. Um, um, so let's try to dispel this now because, so first of all, in wrestling, even in amateur wrestling, it is still that way. Um, so it, it doesn't mean like, so like, I've, I've talked a lot about it where it's like we have, um, what's it called? The, the flow grappling. They had that one documentary where they showed that how they brought all the different, uh, high level grapplers from United, the United States. And, you know, they all got submitted and, and, you know, like by their, like during their, their events and stuff. Um, so it, they didn't necessarily get choked out or anything like that. A lot of times it was leg locks and whatnot. So that doesn't necessarily prove that giving your back is a bad thing. But what you want to know is like with regards to even like your grappling strategy. So if you do something that's like in a more of a catch wrestling way, so like how we don't have points in our, in our matches, or even if you do, um, what's it called? If you do like nogi stuff, right? So there'd be no points. You just try to go for a submission, right? So you want to be uh, really uh, finding ways to get in, right? Because a lot of times, and this is the other thing that I am seeing a lot with some grappling where it's like people are, uh, they're like, they're not necessarily committing to stuff. So maybe they'll try to grab you. And if you resist and they try to get their distance and then there's kind of like this uh, back and forth where you guys are trying to stay away from each other for, um, for a little while. And then maybe someone will get someone down or whatever. Really, if it's more of a catch wrestling like thing, that doesn't really happen. You want to really get into the match or get the match to the ground. Uh, so uh, because we have a lot of counter moves and all that, so you shouldn't necessarily be trying to shy away or try to run away from your opponent. You should really be trying to engage and uh, see if uh, you can get them down or counter them if they get you down. So that that's kind of like the mindset that you should have, especially for catch wrestling and I would say in no gi. And so one of these things that you could be doing is you can be taking advantage of that whole mainstream uh, grappling myth that that get, giving your back is something bad, right? It's not, but you can take advantage of that in, in this way. So if you go to turtle, right? Say if someone takes you down or if you allow them to take, take you down or even if you kind of just... Um, you know, you can kind of force yourself uh, into that position. And then of course, you know, they're going to want to try to take your back. Right. And they think they're going to choke you out, but your defense is too good. So there's so many things you can do, but if they take your back, even if they get their hooks in and they, you know that they are going to commit like 110% to trying to choke you. Right. So since your defense is so good, you shouldn't have to worry about that. Right. And what you can be doing is taking advantage of their commitment to that position and you can counter them, right? So there's so many things you can do, especially in a, in a, uh, no gi situation, because when they take your back, they tend to want to try to do the seatbelt position. So that means that, so if someone was behind me, they would have one, one arm, so you can imagine one arm kind of coming over my shoulder here, the other one, the other one underneath my armpit and there, they'd be, uh, uh, grabbing usually they'll try to say if, it's kind of hard to see. So if this arm is going to be the one that's around my neck, they would usually have the bottom arm covering the, the choking arm, right? 
So um, if one arm is underneath your armpit, that's the one you're, you are going to be submitting them with, right? So you're going to be submitting them using your double wrist lock or if they have their hooks in and then like another position that's uh, really common. It, it became popular uh, years ago, but it's still kind of like, it's still kind of considered like a real big thing. Um, like say like if they have your back and then uh, maybe the your free arm, right? Then maybe they're gonna try to get your arm down and then they're gonna put their leg over it. And they think that now you have only one arm to defend yourself. That's not true. I mean, you still have, uh, you have many ways to protect your neck from getting choked. So one of them is actually just keeping your head up uh, and keeping your head towards your shoulder, one shoulder. That's all you really need because then it makes it very difficult for them to get underneath your chin and to secure a a like a very good choke. Um, and I wish I could show you. Maybe I'll do that as uh, the next uh, YouTube tutorial video where um, the if someone actually does put their arm over your arm to try to uh, get that arm away, there's classic wrestling counters to that move. You you can actually set up a cradle position, so it should be you should be considering it as them giving you a gift, right? So this is the gift they're giving you uh, because they are committed so fully to their idea of that, like, oh, okay, oh, I'm almost there. I'll, I almost have the submission. I almost have the win. I almost have the, the choke coming in. So I, I've taken away one arm, like the one arm's down. And actually what you do is, so if one arm, so say, say if this, my left arm is underneath their their leg, you actually can pull yourself down. And so then once I'm lower down on their body, They'd have to be reaching further down their chest to try to get a choke. You just can't, you can't do that that way, right? Or it's very difficult to get a choke that way. Right? There is actually one way, but don't worry about it. Don't. Um, but if you have your defense, your shoulders up, and all you know these other kinds of defensive things you're doing, uh, getting wrist control and whatnot, you really shouldn't have to worry about that. But if you're lowering yourself down, raising their leg up, you, you can actually set up a cradle position from there. Uh, that'll probably be one of the videos that we have to make a tutorial video about because it's kind of hard to uh, just describe that. But it's such a good classic wrestling move uh, when that happens. So it's like, and that's the other thing is like people think that maybe this has doesn't happen in in wrestling. It happens even in amateur wrestling, and there's counters, right? The real wrestling counters. Um, classic classic counters that um help you to uh, take advantage of this myth that giving your back is a bad thing and then what have we seen in real life i, I, I keep on talking about this one mma fight that happened in <clears throat> in one championship it was uh this uh karate black belt versus gary tonnen you know like those of you who don't know who gary tonnen is he's one of our best uh, submission grapplers from the United States. And so it was an MMA match and Tonin got this, um, the karate black belt back a few times. And each time the guy was able to just use like wrist control and was able to get out. All right. So, uh, I think that shows the utility of, uh, of say like getting wrist control. That's so he, this, the karate guy, of course, did not seem like, um, any high level grappler and, at least according to the announcers, I don't think they they uh, talked about him being like uh, much of a grappler either. So, um, and also, yeah, he didn't really try to set up any counter submissions. 
uh, he, he, he set up like counter strikes and really, if he would have, um, like continued striking more than he, he probably would have knocked out Tana and he'd need him in the head. And, um, uh, he, I think almost he gave too much respect to Tana. And so I think that's what lost him the fight. This whole idea where it's like, um, do you, uh, uh, because maybe you don't know the counters, you don't know the defenses, uh, then he didn't engage as much as he could have. And so ultimately he lost the decision, but he didn't get a sub, he didn't lose by submission. That That's the main thing. So like a low level grappler able to, uh, just by, um, getting wrist control was able to, uh, like get out of a high level grapplers back take. So again, even if lower level people are, are able to, uh, get out are able to defend against the back take um it, it shows that like trying to avoid it or thinking that it is such a superior position ultimately is a myth right it's almost like we have this hierarchy uh, of positions and ultimately you just gotta get rid of that hierarchy right because anybody can get submitted by all types of submission holds Right, and they can happen standing. They can happen to your your arms, your legs, your neck, right? So, um, you know, your knees, right? So all these your hip locks. You know, there's all these different things that can submit you, and so you have to uh, see that there truly isn't necessarily a a hierarchy. But I think just to kind of create some kind of uh, principles like to teach children or to teach like beginners in jujitsu they really value this whole back take thing and then if you're in a points uh tournament situation uh then they will uh th then they will um what's it called what give you like four points or whatever if you take someone's back but if it's a if it's a it's called submission only thing or a catch wrestling thing where there's no points then you really don't have to worry about that. And ac actually, you can use that to your advantage. So hopefully this little this little rant, I guess, that I did, um, um, you know, hopefully it can give you some ideas. I mean, hopefully those of you guys who are listening to me now also checked out our last uh, interview last week with my good friend in, in Rio, Brazil, uh, Thiago. Um, he's actually, you know, big, uh, legit, black belt and he's he kind of grew up in the jiu-jitsu culture and he's trained with like some of the most famous names in jiu-jitsu um you know he's currently training you know with people who are like ibj ibjjf uh world's competitors and whatnot and he's using techniques that i'm teaching him uh against them and like um you know it, it works right so uh, it's not just like um um not like I'm making this stuff up. This is like classic stuff that's, you know, been around for hundreds of years and catch wrestling. That's the thing is like catch wrestling uh, is one of these older styles. Like judo is actually like a new style. It's, it's younger than catch wrestling. Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, again, also younger than catch wrestling. Uh, it's just like uh, what kind of like won the mainstream, right? So, um, so there's not what so, just like uh, what it says in the, in the the hebrew bible right there's nothing new under the sun right all right let's go ahead and get to some of your comments right so I, i've been talking for like 20 minutes straight <laughs> all right uh holla hey coach raul new haircut yeah it's actually warm 
here in Los Angeles is above. Actually, I don't know if anybody's listening from outside the United States. I wouldn't even know how to describe the heat, right? So uh, it's like it's 80 something. It's above 80 degrees here in LA. So uh, that's, uh, I don't even know, <laughs> in, in Celsius. So yeah, I had to get, my, my hair was getting too long. It was getting hot. Okay, Jonathan Jimenez. Uh, I've noticed dudes, dude be getting tired trying to rear naked choke me. I wait and defend, uh, let them get tired and sneak in a leg lock or a knee bar from the scramble. Yeah, exactly. That, that's ultimately my point. And then if we go back to that fight that I mentioned, the Tannen, uh, versus, I'm sorry, I forgot the, the Japanese black belt's uh, name. Um, if he was a better grappler, he probably could have set up a counter uh, submission or or if he uh, kind of just went for it. Like he could probably, if he knew better, like say even wrestling, like pinning pressure, he could have done ground and pound. Like he, he was doing some pretty good uh, successful ground and pound. Like he need ton in, in the face uh, while they were down. So, um, so there, no, so that, that, that shows where it's like, Yes, you can. You got to be good at striking, but uh, there's a lot of this what we say like hidden uh, jujitsu or hidden catch wrestling uh, it, that that can give you that advantage, right? So take, giving your back, you know, can give you an advantage because people think of it as such an advantageous position, so they will fully commit to trying to submit you, so you can set up your counters. Jonathan Jimenez. Defense position plus double wrist lock counter equals a true combo. That's correct. Yeah, all these different. I, actually, I like the toe holds a lot also. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of different um, uh, even head control things where I can counter. Uh, you know, like so I told you usually they'll be getting the that seatbelt position. So you can think like their arms are across your neck. And so one's over your neck. And then the other one's under your armpit. Uh, so you'll have one free arm that has the arm under the armpit. You can even uh, do a lot of rolling over. like So you get kind of like this uh, Nelson uh, type thing where you can control their head. And you can get a lot of um, uh, even counter. Say if you're doing geese or uh, if you're doing jujitsu stuff, you can do um, north-south chokes and all that. You can set up pins and all that also in catch wrestling. Hala. What happens if the jujitsu guys start learning and adapting to your catch moves? Uh, nothing really. You still have the advantage because they don't. They might have. This is the thing. It's like they'll have the move, right? Usually they'll they'll try to adapt the submission, but then they don't apply the wrestling principles. So that's the one thing that. So even like John Danaher talks about like pinning being uh, using pinning uh, as a way to control your opponent, so you can set up your submission holds. Um, but the thing is, um, that's that aspect, even though it's respected because Dan Hur talks about it, it's still not, uh, part of jujitsu, right? So that, that will, will always remain like, um, like our advantage really. And then, um, the other thing would be, um, like when people are trying to combine jujitsu with wrestling, usually they uh, they combine it with like amateur wrestling. So that that has a different philosophy, a different way of doing things. So um, while while it's good, it's still not catch wrestling. So it doesn't quite have the the whole wrestling 
submission kind of baked in with each other. So it's still kind of like two different, uh, two different, what's it called, like uh, operating systems trying to communicate. Frankie Cal, what are the catch wrestling principles? Well, this is the thing, like um, one of them is that while you still are doing your wrestling techniques, right? So it's still trying to do, uh, it's like going, like using the pinning principles, right? Trying to get someone down onto their back or controlling uh, limbs and whatnot. Uh, you're also cognizant of the like submission holds or the counters. Um, also, you're not necessarily worried about getting taken down because you can set up counters. Uh, so the main thing is that, uh, say like I, I talked about it earlier, it's that, um, you know, you're not, like say when you, what you see now, and actually there, there was like, a, unfortunately, I was actually looking forward to this match. It was like a, a Craig Jones versus another person who, um, who actually beat him, but he beat, he beat Craig Jones uh, based on criteria, like on the judges uh, criteria. So there was no submission hold. So they ended up like kind of standing up uh clinching and then kind of like uh, when anybody ever tried anything then uh the other uh, the other guy would just like like say if they, someone tried an arm drag then the other guy tried to pull the arm back and then they would keep distance so this would be say amateur wrestling or jujitsu this is kind of like a their way of doing things but in catch wrestling it's like yeah let them take you down or there's a counter to an arm drag where it's like you you allow them to set up the arm drag and you allow them to begin the arm drag but there's a really great counter to it so um that would be kind of like some of the different principles where it's like you should know the what we call mat wrestling so in in, in amateur wrestling i think a lot of them call it mat wrestling as well but these are the 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 way of doing things on the mat or once you're down on like the ground fighting, right? Or I think in judo, it's called like newaza and all that. So you you really have to understand catch wrestling newaza uh, well enough so that you're not scared to engage. You're not scared to be taken down. Uh, you can take so someone down if you want. Totally fine. Uh, it usually uh, is more advantageous to you because if you end up on top of them and you're already uh, past their guard and you're already um, almost like completely pin pinned them. Um, so it's, a, uh, it's really up to you, like, but you shouldn't necessarily be scared of engaging. You shouldn't be scared of uh, letting them, uh, like grab your wrists or do arm drags or whatnot. That, that, those are some of the principles. Okay. Next question or comment. Henry Lopez, in my opinion, it takes a really good guy to finish from the back and even then, they need a very secure double hooks or body triangle. Even then, they're still very far from the submission. Very good observation, Henry. <laughs> so, um, I think that's, that's what I'm trying to say. So it took me 20 minutes <laughs> to kind of describe my, to make my case. And then Henry just uh, uh, puts it in like a couple, like actually in one run-on sentence, right? Like, there's, a couple, there's a period in there. So like in two sentences, right? So like what he said is, you know, it's like even though you might have the back and you have the hooks in or body triangle, you're still, you still don't, you're not as as close to a submission as you might believe or as like mainstream, uh, the mainstream way of thinking might have you believe. Grady Bridges. 
pull turtle, trap a wrist, then stand up. BJJ guys get tired real quick trying to keep you down. That's actually, uh, that kind of reminds me of what Farmer Burns said, where it's like, yeah, if you, you make someone like uh, work out, basically you make them work out, right? So it's like you make them do the same movement or you say like you push their head down and they're going to resist you. So they're going to try to pull their head back up. You, you make them do it over and over again. Then the muscles are going to fatigue. And then once they become fatigued, you can control them, right? You have very little resistance, right? So yeah, the you can set it up where it's like you make your opponent do reps, right? And then they fatigue. Yeah, Jonathan Jimenez. Yeah, burn them out. Yep. Frankie Cal. We need a picture, step-by-step -step encyclopedia of hold and more. I have all catch wrestling books, and they are hot garbage. <sighs> Sorry about that, Frankie. Yeah, I've I've seen some of them too, and I have to agree. But some of these old ones are pretty cool. And oh, there, there is a really good, it's actually not a catch wrestling one. Uh, it's a Indian uh, Kushti wrestling book. It is so fat. <laughs> like it's it's huge. It's it's well, it's it's thick. This one, this book's thick. <laughs> it has a lot of techniques in there, and it's it's really cool because I think you know, of course, they're all black and white, and um, but it has a lot of the same catch wrestling, uh, mat wrestling uh, fundamentals in there. There's so many. Uh, Was it kind of like so many? similarities between kushti and catch wrestling I, I, it's um, like my, my good buddy john strickland on the east coast uh he's the the farmer burns uh lineage holder and he he also gave me what they're the equivalent of their uh black belt and catch wrestling in that lineage um he was also saying too it's like when he watches some of these uh kushti videos um he says that seems a lot more or that looks a lot closer to catch wrestling than even a lot of the uh, folk style in the United States. So for those of you who might be listening in the in from another country, oh, the, actually I did, I, I'm glad I'm kind of talking about this right now is because I saw on a message board in Singapore, someone was asking like, oh, where can I send my kid to, to do collegiate wrestling? And it seemed like this, it was apparent and they, they didn't know that collegiate wrestling is, uh, Kind of a u.s thing right so i think what they were referring to is folk style uh but they didn't know that the style that they're looking for is freestyle because that would that would be what's available for them and in singapore they actually have a they have a few gyms that have freestyle and um it's actually because they're not necessarily like a big a freestyle wrestling country where they're like the highest level and stuff like that they're um I don't know. It's, it's just re they're really accessible. There's really nice people, so um, uh, you can find uh, like state-sponsored, you know, like uh, schools, and you know, like they, so they have a lot of children's programs and whatnot. But um, like they didn't realize that these are two different things, right? But anyway, so what amongst the freestyle and folk style, what's similar to catch wrestling is the folk style, the, the what we do in our in the United States colleges and the United States high schools. Um, but even so, with that being more resembling catch wrestling, what resembles catch wrestling even closer would be the kushti wrestling. 
to the Indian traditional wrestling. So, and again, um, you know, I think uh, Kushti is just also a regional style. So same thing in like say like other countries and even England, they had several uh, regional wrestling styles. So it wasn't just catch wrestling. Henry Lopez <clears throat> also blew out my elbow. I'll be out a week, coach. Had to add. Uh, controlling near elbow while escaping the back is a catch wrestling move, and that is fundamental that never gets taught in BJJ. Okay, yeah, so um, Henry, I know he does um, jiu-jitsu as well, and he, he watches a lot of the freestyle stuff, uh, freestyle instructionals and all that, so, um, you know, glad that you're watching. And actually... Um, Actually, I want to get. Actually, I want to get a comment from you. But he had a he, Henry had a really good comment about um, kind of seeing like. Well, actually, I'll just have. Well, but he had an epiphany about what catch wrestling is, and so even though we have, I'm talking about like these mainstream ideas, right? So he was able to uh, understand that you know catch wrestling is still different from these mainstream ideas, and catch wrestling can give you an advantage against the mainstream way of doing grappling. Grady Bridges. Some have good takedowns, but tire out breaking through a good tie up uh, to do them over and over. Yeah, so you can end up um, getting them tired. Yeah, Pal <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce your your name. Was it Palan Palan X Eight? Uh, yeah, thick that book. <laughs> that's a that's a. That book is mighty thick, right? So anyway, uh, Frankie Cal. Yeah, I have it, but it's a freestyle book. Okay. Are there any... So Pelonex 8. Are there any catch wrestling books that are worth reading, historical or instructional? The one that I think is really uh, historical and actually has some of the best uh, uh, evidence and uh, really cool pictures and stuff that is uh, the one that came out from Wigan. It is, it is about the main coach, right, Billy Riley. I think it's called, like, Billy Riley, the the man, the legend, or something like that. But it, it's available as an ebook on Amazon, and I think you can get a hard copy. It's a really, it's a really big book, uh, and I'm also in that book, so which is really cool. I'm part of the, the written history of Wigan, which I'm, I'm really proud of that. Um, even though I wasn't a student of Billy Riley, I'm not that old, right? But, but, um, but there is in in the end they talk about the the future of of catch wrestling and the students, and so I was named specifically. So, um, so that's good, or that's uh, something I'm proud of. Right? So, and 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 it's it's a good book, and especially like people really like Billy Robinson. There's a, the chapter on Billy Robinson. So what they do is they talk about the history of the main coach, Billy Riley, and then they do chapters on each of like some of the most famous wrestlers that came from that gym. And the chapter on Billy Robinson is actually one of the best written. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of people trying to make money off of Billy Robinson, you know, exploiting him. Um, so um, they they actually, the the authors of that book, for Wigan, uh, they actually like, like, did their research right because Billy mentioned having taught in a school and 
in India and all that. And um, they called up the school and the school has like um, all these different old pictures and um, it's really cool. So they, in the book, you can see a lot of the evidence that uh, they were able to get from, you know, like firsthand, you know, people. So it's stuff that you wouldn't find in any other, in any other publication. So it should be good. I think you might like it. Oh, so your name is Pelon, right? And then uh, what's the X8? <laughs> so is it, is it Pelon X8? So Pelon, and yeah, Pelon says, uh, Pelon is bald in Spanish. That's true. That's true. That's what we used to call my uncle, Pelon. Hala, awesome. When are you releasing your self-defense course? Actually, um, not sure yet because we have a... Uh, a few courses that we want to try to get out. We want to try to do the um, the the pressure passing volume two, uh, but yeah, anytime, any. So I really want to try to get all of that out as soon as possible. So I'll just be trying to work on that uh, as much as we can. All right. So yeah, those are the main the main things, and hopefully today. So keep on asking your questions or making your comments. I'll get back to that in a second. So for those of you who might just have joined right now, our, our main topic was that in mainstream grappling, we um, or mainstream grappling has this idea where giving your back is uh, like is is taboo or something you shouldn't do, but because if someone takes your back, right. Uh, they are so fully committed to choking you out uh, that they give up a lot of opportunities um, where you can counter submit them, right? There's um, all types of, like, say, even I mentioned earlier where there's different uh, counter uh, uh, cradles, counter double wrist locks. Uh, you can even, you can um, use kind of like the Nelson uh, like head head grabbing techniques where you can uh, flip over and uh, get them into north south chokes. Um, you can do counter toe holds and whatnot. So there's a lot of uh, a lot you can be doing there. Uh, Jonathan Jimenez, Saku or Sakuraba gave up his back all the time and he did just fine. Yep. So I think that's a good example because people seem to still really like Sakuraba. I think that's another funny thing where it's like you'll see a lot of jiu-jitsu people like in love with sakuraba but then like they don't do what he practiced which is i think it's kind of funny um let me see so pelon i first heard you on grappling central podcast and then when i joined southpaw i saw you there your channel and uh, uma fight camp helped me open my eyes on bjj marketing wow pelon i didn't oh thank you for telling me that Tell me, telling me uh, your connection. So, um, so, so for those of you who don't know about Southpaw, we had a, I interviewed uh, the main uh, the main guy from from that podcast. Uh, so you can look in our um, in our history in our podcast uh, playlist. So um, we talk about actually, so like it's kind of what you just said, Belon, about marketing and stuff like that. Um, there, there's even a lot of people who are marketing themselves as being catch wrestlers. And so 
the main guy from Southpaw, Sam, he went through one of these programs where people who are coming out of that program, even though it's not a catch wrestling program, uh, they're claiming to be catch wrestlers all of a sudden just because they're not doing like mainstream uh, jujitsu. So then they're so um, people are trying to market themselves all kinds of ways uh, to to make money. Right. Um, Hala, how do you get so good at catch coach Raul? Did you train a lot in the past or do you still train? I've been training since like the 1990s. So, um, I've been doing all kinds of, so first I started with uh, Chinese kickboxing, which has a, a wrestling aspect. And I also did Chinese, uh, jacket wrestling and a different, a bunch of different, uh, Kung Fu styles. And so then uh, when I wanted to do some grappling, I, you know, of course I did jujitsu cause that just like everyone in the comments, they're talking about how like, it's so easy to find a jujitsu school. Um, but it didn't match kind of like my understanding of grappling. Cause I had more of this top down approach from the Chinese styles. And so I had to research and I found, found out about catch wrestling. And so I ended up you know, training with uh, Billy Robinson. I also went to train with him privately uh, before he passed away in, in Arkansas where he lived. And then I also, I was part of the first group uh, admitted to train in Wigan when they first started, uh, when they first opened up again to teaching catch wrestling because um, they were just doing freestyle. And then uh, Coach Roy, who is the actual successor of Billy Riley, the man I, I mentioned, I mentioned, which is the the coach of not only um, Coach Roy, but he was the uh, the coach of Billy Robinson and uh, the man who calls himself Carl Gotch. Right, his name is not Gotch. He's not a Gotch, right? But um, he's uh, really famous in Japan. Um, so the the successor or the guy who took over the gym um from billy riley who billy riley kind of named as a successor is roy wood and so he wanted to make sure that this art got passed on and um i was one of the few accepted to to learn and train there and so yeah i you know went back to wigan uh for like five years and competed for them and all that um yeah but so yeah i've been and I still train, right? I still, I still roll, and I'm still always, uh, you know, practicing. Martial arts is kind of like this lifelong thing, right? And really, if you uh, like, so Coach Roy, like, was really cool. Um, even even in his 70s, um, he's able to still demonstrate a lot of the techniques and stuff. So it's one of those things where it's like, if you stop moving, then um, that's when you, you know, you like that's when your body stops working for you. So you have to keep like it's almost like a use it or lose it kind of thing. Jonathan Jimenez, uh, Saku is the reason why I do what I do. Yeah. So Jonathan, he takes, he attends uh, my class at Fight Science MMA. Marcus Krantz. Unfortunately, there are no catch wrestling gyms here in Sweden. Uh, well, maybe you can, um, maybe you can be the catch wrestling instructor there in Sweden. So you can do our online program. Invite us out to to do some seminar or come here to LA or uh, whatever. See if you can't be the you be the one then. Uh, Grady Bridges, 
Saku used to put his head in between the ropes so they couldn't choke properly. He practiced in the ring and they weren't used to it. Yeah, there's a, a bunch of cool things where it's like, uh, again, it's like the since, since everything, since there is like this mainstream way of doing things, few people kind of uh, divert from the mainstream. So whenever you do something that's not mainstream or like unorthodox, then it just really uh, confuses them and uh, you can get some really great results. Jonathan Jimenez. Um, I saw him beat four Gracies and that's all it took, right? <laughs> Jonathan Jimenez, the real snake pit. Yeah, that, that is the, the real snake pit. Belon. It was weird when I started BJJ. I was actually told my style should be top control and smash. Since I'm a big boy, but all the techniques we were learning were off the back. That's, yeah, exactly. That's a great, great point. So, yes, <laughs> it's almost like, uh, and it's almost like the rhetoric doesn't necessarily match the, the actual practice, right? So, uh, very true. Jonathan Jimenez, Wigan boys. Yep. So even though I wasn't born in Wigan, uh, I'm very, I've been there many times training. Marcus Krantz, would love to take catch wrestling to Sweden. Trained in MMA when I was younger, and now I mostly train freestyle wrestling. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so sad, right? So, you know, and there's a lot of great things about freestyle wrestling. Um, but yeah, if you can have something where it's like the, the submissions are baked in there or even like um your cog uh, like because sometimes a lot of um, a lot of what happens when um when uh, like an amateur wrestler goes to an, a jiu-jitsu gym they can still get submitted because a lot of times the 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 amateur wrestling takedown uh which is great but sometimes it still leaves like an arm open so they get so the jiu-jitsu person even though they're they fall back onto their bag maybe they fall back and uh, doing like a double wrist lock on you or like a Kimura type counter or even uh, a guillotine type counter or whatever, whatever. But um, uh, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. So if you, if you want to think about joining our online course, that's uh, up to you. Because uh, basically I only want people who, who want to be there to be there. So it's, um, it's, it, it's, it's kind of open like that where I just want people... Um, especially I want to, I, I want to have this service because again, yeah, there's only a few, uh, like legit schools on the earth around the planet. So, um, you know, like if, if you happen, and there's so many people who don't live near LA or the, or my, my buddy, John Strickland on the East coast or Wigan and whatnot. So, um, we have the, the online program that's available through our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com. We also have a, a bunch of different, courses up there so like um hala mentioned earlier you know we want to try to get the self-defense one up there we, we also we already have the volume one of pressure passing up there um so for those of you who don't necessarily want to join the 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 academy thing we also have standalone courses so uh, you can take any of those all right Belon. I'd be down to join. I just need a partner. Yeah, we actually have one uh, person who um, uh, who uses his his dummy because he lives kind of in a remote area. So he has one of the grappling dummies. Um, 
so yeah yeah but it is good if so if, if you if you don't have a partner you can start off with a grappling dummy or something and then you know, hopefully you can make some friends who want to grapple gary bridges oh, oh wait one more thing. Oh, pelon so i guess pelon lives around the chicago suburbs so he would love to have a partner so if he you know both of you guys uh can train in the cwa academy so uh, so so get at him right grady bridges i do freestyle and bjj and when i invite friends to my private studio we are mixed so do pins or submissions so everyone has a way to win yeah it's it's uh yeah it's like it says it's just like catch and super fun okay that sounds good that sounds good marcus krantz thank you for the information i will check out your website cool thanks that's all we ask so if anybody if you're serious then you know feel free to join um we'd love to have you but you know kind of leave it free like that word you know there's it's not like uh uh crazy commitment or whatever it's like you know people ask like oh you gotta whatever join for a whole year or whatnot it's like a month-to-month -month thing and so then we just ask that like uh, so we have the fun you'll get access to a few courses at first um you what i would ask is that you heavily look at the fundamentals courses and then you once you get everything like where you can do it proficiently then you show me that uh, you can, you know, you can send me some short videos of you doing each technique, and then, uh, then I give you access to more, uh, more advanced stuff. But you do get access right away uh, to more courses than just the fundamentals. So um, there's even a course up there with my buddy John Strickland uh, when he was here in LA. Um, so uh, it, it has a lot of good stuff in there, and then it just builds off of that foundation, and you get more and more access. So yeah, again, up to up to whoever wants to be there. Right. Because that's the thing, you'll get some people that maybe they're excited, but then um, they don't really progress past the fundamental thing. So, um, you know, think about it, you know, before you join, because you definitely would want to, um, you know, like, you know, like we, we want to create like legit grapplers. And yeah, that, that's the other thing I've seen a lot of um a lot of these uh people marketing themselves as catch wrestlers and then you just pay them like 50 bucks and then all of a sudden that your school is like a certified school school like a certified catch wrestling school and whatnot so uh we're not gonna do that we actually you actually have to you know put in the work maceo el morro hello just catching this now any material off Fighting off your back from the guard, half guard, and if you're mounted, where would it differ from BJJ? Wow, maybe you should just wait and to play back the, the thing from the beginning. But basically, we we're talking about uh, giving your back is not, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, like, it's a myth, right? Where people think that, like, oh, it's one of the worst things that can happen. Uh, it really isn't. And because people, commit so much to trying to choke you out if they have your back or whatever then they actually set themselves up for a lot of counter moves so uh like counter um uh cradles counter chokes counter double wrist locks counter toe holds there's a lot of things they set them out set, set themselves up for uh but you just have to know 
these different techniques, right? So, uh, but ultimately we're just trying to say that it is a myth that everyone kind of like um, thinks so so much of the back take. Right? And then we gave, during the talk, we gave a few examples of like some pro fights where it's like you have a high level, someone who's recognized as a high level grappler, uh, unable to submit low level grapplers just once they've taken the back because um, in, in this case, it was one fight in one championship where a Japanese karate black belt just hung on to Gary Tonnen's wrist and the guy was not able to uh, finish him. So, uh, stuff like that. But I mean, feel free to play back the, the beginning, you know, once, once we're, once we're done. Or ask, go ahead and ask a few more questions too, if you want. But, um, so while I'm letting people write their questions and comments, um, if you want to support us through our YouTube channel, feel free to join. We have a bunch of other uh, videos that you can join. If you join at the medium tier, even if you join at the, the basic tier, um, uh, you know, we, I still uh, give you access to some, some videos, but if you do the medium tier, you get much more access. Uh, so we have like a, I think you can see if you go to our YouTube channel, I believe, um, if you go just to like the YouTube channel itself and they show a bunch of the playlists and stuff that we have, I think one of the top playlists uh, towards the top of our page shows a bunch of the, the videos that we have for members only. And so that would be what you could view, um, if you're the, the medium tier, right? So any, all of that's appreciated. So, um, yeah, and it just goes into, um, you know, like just, you know, our, what we do on our website. And also, uh, now that COVID is really dying down, like even in LA, uh, we're, I guess next week, we're going to be, um, uh, like, uh, rescinding a lot of the mandate stuff. So let's just get back to having catch wrestling events uh, ethically also too. It's like, we have a bunch of people who might be doing, some catch wrestling events or, you know, different tournaments and whatnot. Um, but you know, there are the potential to spread disease, you know, you sure you shouldn't, uh, um, you know, take that lightly. You, know, you should, you know, do things as ethically as, as you can. All right. So I think it's about, it's been about an hour. So thank you everyone for watching. And so our goal here is to uh, help everyone here elevate their grappling so like we said it's like the mainstream thing a lot of times isn't necessarily the best thing or it's like the mainstream way of doing things kind of blinds you uh, from these other types of techniques uh, other types of strategies so with catch wrestling it, it seems like for the foreseeable future we are still going to be uh the the unorthodox way of doing grappling um, so even though I think someone, I can't remember who it was, but one of you asked a question in the comment where it was, um, uh, like, even though jujitsu is taking a lot of our moves, usually they're taking a lot of submissions, right? So they're never going to take the entirety of catch wrestling into jujitsu, right? It's just like, it's just like another language. Um, so like English is never going to take the entirety of French into the English language, even though we use a lot of French words it's still not like we still haven't absorbed French completely. Right. Um, so, so there, so that's the main point. Oh, a couple of, a couple of you were asking questions. Marcus Krantz. Thanks for an interesting stream. Even though I only catched 
the end. Um, yeah, thank you for 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 being here. Ichi-san, um, sorry for my lack of knowledge. Is there a difference between Lancashire, Carnegie, and American hook wrestling? I will really, uh, another word for catch wrestling is Lancashire wrestling because that's the part of England that it was developed in. And American hook wrestling is uh, my, my, my buddy John Strickland's school in in the east coast so that would be considered kind of like the the uh, farmer burns lineage of catch wrestling so it doesn't mean they're separate that's the thing so farmer burns got beat by the brit right tom connors and then they actually spent a lot of time training together uh, so you so even what frank gotch so frank i don't know if you can see it whoever's watching the video frank gotch the guy back there behind me in the picture um said that tom connors was farmer burns catch wrestling teacher right so we have that lineage that connection from england to united states to burns and then uh, that lineage goes down to my buddy john strickland on the east coast he's in the state of south carolina now that so american catch american hook wrestling is the name of his school all right you're welcome ichi-san Okay, so, um, you know, thank everyone. You know, feel free to check out our website. We, we, we'll have more courses up there really soon. Um, also, feel free to become a member of our YouTube channel. All right, so all of all of it's really appreciated. So we'll try to get back to doing more, uh, more uh, matches and stuff this year. Definitely. So, all right. So thanks for watching, and together we'll help you to elevate your grappling and keep real wrestling alive.